All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today I'm joined by a live cat man, the troublemaking Andrew. Why am I the troublemaking one? I've been so good this week. Do I have to check your post history on the FAQ? You did. You can. This week you can. Okay, so this week you've been good. <laughs> All right. All right. This week Andrew has been good, and I've just planted that seed. So next week he's going to be twice as bad <laughs> and get sanctioned. Uh, also joining us are St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie, hello, and sixty-nine Blizzard, the voice of reason. Hello. Hello. So, uh, news. Well, news is uh, four mini LP CDs being released in Japan on mm, August mm. 26th. Double platinum. Cool. Best of solo albums. That's a big deal. That has never been officially on CD. CD, um, yeah. And yeah. The, these are, of course, uh, coming out on, what are they calling this one? MQA-enabled Ultra CD. So um, apparently you need a special player to play the MQA enabled part of this, but the CDs themselves will play on regular um, audio CDs. It's 44.116 bit resolution. Uh, but I think more interesting is, well, the, the bonuses. Well, yeah, the bonuses, but the other two CDs, uh, CDs are Kiss Killers, using the Japanese uh, track listing, I believe, and Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits, which will include, uh, I'm just trying to scan these notes quickly, the original U.S. Master Tapes uh, features the DSD from 2020, so whatever the hell that means. Andrew, inserts? Yeah, uh, what stood out to me about this... Uh, for those of you that don't know, Double Platinum is my favorite collection. And the moment that I saw all the goodies that are being included in here, uh, I had to I had to jump on this. And I've only I've jumped on just this one for now. I may regret that later. Uh, but the Double Platinum one is basically your Japanese reissue in mini LP form. It comes with what they're saying the best representation of the original U.S. issue, which if you guys don't know. The U.S. sleeve was on the first issue of the Japanese version of Double Platinum. Say that three times fast. Yeah, it's I, got <laughs> it's got an OB got a replica poster of the the Double Platinum point of purchase poster that you got when you purchase this in Japan. It's also got the the award, which is cool as hell. And uh, just I'm anxious to see the the foil version of this package, or I, I guess I guess you can call it foil. Um, the 1997 Double Platinum Remaster is my favorite remaster because of the packaging and how cool it looks. But but again, it, it's one of those fold-open cardboard books. You got the award right in there. It's I mean, it's in there, but it, it was sadly a victim of the CD era where CDs, they weren't deluxified, if you will. So it'll be really cool to get this one back in the collection and see how cool the packaging is actually is i'm i'm really really excited for this one i really really am yeah and then the other ones i didn't read up on them because i'm not well i'm not not buying the other ones i've I've got the page open right now is uh best of the solo albums or best of solo albums faithfully replicates the german first press lp design which means not the screwy logo the original kiss logo was of course used on the bellophon pressing of best of solo albums in 1979 uh, comes with a bonus mini LP cover, faithfully replicating the first French cover. And that is one of the unique ones. That's got the 76 um, photo session uh, pictures on it. And uh, what else? Kiss Killers comes with a sticker, six-page photo. So that'll be interesting if that's the original insert included in the Japanese version. Of course, the sticker was. It was a silver logo on a black background. And Smashes um, comes with an Obi. <laughs> so, whatever. It's, uh, I you wonder know, if it's it, going to be the gatefold version of Smashes, because there was that uh, well, the gatefold yeah. version was there for the picture disc. So I wonder if it's going to be that. That's true. That's true. That, that is an interesting supposition. <laughs> the mini-LP faithfully replicates the first U.S. press design, including an inner sleeve. Okay. So, well, no. 
Probably not. I, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> so don't get your hopes up. Question. I, I, I was trying not to be negative by saying no, but uh, you know, there you go. So I ordered mine today, and I think it came to like 132 bucks, 22 dollars DHL because we still don't know what's going on with uh, Japan mm. Post. I still have stuff stranded in Tokyo that can't be sent out because of limited flights. Uh, for oh, Japanese yeah. domestic mail, whereas FedEx and DHL still have their own uh, jets for uh, getting stuff around. So all depends how you go. Hopefully by August things are starting to settle down. Everyone's still alive. The uh, flame-throwing squirrels haven't come down from Canada. And we Aliens are next, I thought. Aliens? I thought there was an asteroid coming by as well. I thought that yeah. was September. I thought the asteroid was September. Uh yeah, yeah you know asteroids. You know, if you miss one, there'll be another. <laughs> All right, let's get into some um, some. Well, hold on. Uh, I wanted to um, uh, just because uh, you interrupted. What? I'm sorry. Not on this show, Mister. <laughs> well, I know last <laughs> week's last week's episode was, was a little more somber, and I and I didn't get to show off my my newest additions to the collection at first because mm-hmm. we were paying tribute to to Bob Kulik. Uh, but I did want to. Sh- Bob didn't play on Holby Touch Me, but I let you get away with that. Ah! Wow. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, okay. Yes, it does st- state it on the on the sleeve, but how many of those Kiss album sleeves actually say the correct people that played on the tracks? Exactly. And what was my question? My question was, what was your favorite songs from the album? Did I qualify that? No, I did not. I probably should have and should have said that. But uh, but Bob had to have played on the song. Blah blah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. okay. Let's well, see some fun I, all right, let's see some fun stuff. So um, I'm really, really into magazine ads and concert adverts right now. So I got this, and I have more coming. I was hoping they were going to be here today because I think Julie and I were on eBay the same night buying the same thing from different people. So I got this. This is, this is the July 21st, 1975 People magazine. And the very oh, really? last article in here before a cigarette <laughs> advertisement is just this really, really cool. Ah, that's cool. Dress to Kill era article and a lot of cool photos in here from Finn Costello, um, Warren Abbott, and then the biggest photo back there was from Len D'Alessio. But it's just a cool thing, just saying how Dress to Kill had just come out. This was pre the um, the hoopla of Kiss Alive, so I thought it was cool. And I really, there are tons of magazines that have Kiss on the cover, but what's interesting to me is getting magazines where Kiss is not on the cover and then just happen you know just by happenstance finding other things in the magazine that that are kiss so had to pick this one up i got a couple more on the way and um it's not here with me it's in the other room but julian's last book did show up and i've been going through and and loving every page of it so there's there's that cool thank you um yeah so talking about magazines i was actually going through archive uh, .org today, and the early issues of Kerrang! are all up on there. And Ooh, really? one of them has a really cool mention to Kiss that I had never seen, because um, obviously that came far after I became a fan. And it was uh, Ace Frehley has finally left the band. The band are in mm-hmm. the studio and have recorded four new songs with Bob Kulik playing guitar. Uh, Bob mm-hmm. is not going to be joining the band, and he also played on the four songs on Alive 2. So I did not know that something had been oh. actually publicized about his contributions to the band, both on Killers and Alive 2, back in 1982-83. So uh, I think it's mm. it's it's below issue 15 of Kerrang! So um, way old, and Kiss isn't even on the cover. So if you collect that, that's a fun one that you can look out for. To well, I think it's on two pages. The, the, there you go, the spending my money again. Well, yeah, but now now at least you can go on to archive.org and find the issue of Kerrang! and, but, you know, find yeah, exactly but where st- it is. Still got it. So you find the issue that you want, and then you buy the issue online. You hope to God the damn pages that you want are in the fucking magazine, because that's happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, no, the fun of collecting, though, right? The fun of collecting. All right, so other news, obviously, the passing of Stanley. J.R. Smalling, um, original road crew. 
Um, really nice guy. Had some great conversations with him over the phone and via email over the years. Um, obviously, he'd been fighting cancer for an extended period and had succumbed to that battle. So our condolences, of course, go out to his family and friends. Um, Peter Chris also notified uh, fans that his old drum roadie, Chuck Elias, had passed away. Um, so... And, and right today, we found out that someone, a, a former web mistress, um, yeah. ran one of the very old sites back in the day, Lynn's Kiss Dominion, mm -hmm. uh, was a fantastic site, just really diehard fan that's just positivity, no message boards or garbage, just one fan's positive outlook on her fandom and stuff that she shared. Um, also passed away after, you know, health issues. So... You know, what I liked about her site, you know, it was it was very tongue in cheek. It was very she didn't take she was a diehard fan, but she didn't take it seriously. And there was a lot of cool content on on that site. So it, unfortunately, it it hasn't been archived. So the website is not currently up. But if you and I haven't done this yet, but you may be able to use the Wayback Machine to try and find something on the page. But man, I spent a ton of time surfing Lynn's kiss dominion reading her story and, and at the time you know i think it was built on like GeoCities or something and you had to there was only a certain amount of text you could fit in a page and then you go oh for part two of the story click here so it was just it, it was funny it was very very primitive at the time but it was very cool so um you know condolences to to everyone that that knew lynn and um yeah she was cool she was really cool Lonnie, you're shaking your head. Did you, did you know Lynn's Kiss Dominion? I did know Lynn's Kiss Dominion back in the day. Like Andrew, I spent way too much time on there at times, you know? I mean, just nothing else to do but just, just sit there and and read, you know, prim, kiss stuff on the Internet. It was, it was, you know, it was before I even had a computer probably in the house. I'd just go to the library and I'd sit there and just... And just I should read crap like that on the, on the internet, and my mom be like, "What are you doing? I'm at the library, mom. Get off my case." <laughs> one of my one of my really fond memories about about those times, because because you know Lonnie and I aren't too far off in age, but this was like early early internet, and I think it was it was probably ninety six ninety seven, so it was like the core time where I just had made that transition to a diehard fan, and I just remember sitting there waiting for reunion tour pictures to load, and it'd be like. <laughs> And it would just take forever, but I I remember I just I remember it like it was yesterday. There was just a picture of Gene, um, on, on one knee on the stage, and, and I think the picture ended up in in a tour book somewhere. But just I remember waiting for that picture to load, and I was like, oh my god, this they, is this a new picture? Is it an old picture? Like you didn't know, it being so young at the time, and you just didn't know. And I just a lot of that stuff bled over into Lynn's Kiss Dominion, and it was just. It was such an innocent time, and the new fans coming up now, absolutely no offense to them, but they just they, they don't understand like we had the smallest morsel of something, and we just we loved that morsel. I mean, now I could just slam my fist on the keyboard, something's going to come up on YouTube, and something's probably going to be kiss. But it just wasn't like that at yeah. the time. So anything yeah. that you had gotten, as long as it was positive, you were all over. And that was Lynn's Kiss Dominion. Yeah, there are very few of us who were doing websites in the mid '90s, I, who are still, you know, around doing it. Number one, I mean, Kiss Asylum mm -hmm. is out. Uh, what right. was Or and the other? I can't even remember the names of some of these sites. Otaku. That, otaku. Was well, Otaku was, of course, you know, the big boy on the block even back then with <laughs> Asylum, and it it obviously became Kiss Online. When Mike, uh, you know, bought into that or sold into that, whatever the, the deal was, I was around with Mr. Blackwell's. Uh, Lynn's was around, so there there are very few. I mean, there would have been others as well. I don't. I still have. I still have a floppy disk that I I brought out from uh, the UK when I moved to America in '98 that had had GeoCities and all my links on it. So don't have a floppy disk driver anymore but there you go i've still got one all right let's move into some other uh some other stuff ken the kiss cruise the change of format they've added black and blue to the lineup yeah. they've done a, 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 an about face on the shows and have brought back the two 
you know, inside shows and one outdoor acoustic. What are your thoughts on, you know, have you seen the graphics? Psycho Circus, I think, is the theme now. I I did see that. I thought that was kind of cool. It could, and it's a good theme to, to use, as well as any other, you know, KISS period of time. Um, yeah, I think they, they made the right decision, obviously. They heard from the fans or the disappointment uh, from the fans um, where they were going to have uh, the two shows on the deck or and they weren't going to have anything in inside so um so yeah i i think it's a great thing that they they did that and they changed that around uh black and blue that's that's interesting that should be good um i thought i think i want to say i saw black and blue way back but i can't remember for sure but i did see two parts of black and blue when i saw cold gin the the tribute band I was lucky to see that uh, way back obviously but uh, yeah I think it's a, a, a good thing um, I don't think I'm going <laughs> but I think uh, the format that you're using and, and so on looks really good to people that were you know maybe uh, wanted a refund maybe now they won't want a refund yeah I requested my refund and I was really <laughs> grinding my teeth while doing so i just couldn't commit to something that far away it's um, far off you know yeah. especially with university pending for a child and, and whatnot and especially the, the job situation mm. and all of that so i i i was like black and blue damn i mean i really I'm, and i'm still pissed about tommy doing that uh benefit show that uh, recently and not finding out about it until after the fact, because I would have flown to have seen that. So that really would have made the cruise a lot better for me because I was not that interested in any of the other bands. I would have grudgingly gone to see Rat. I, I thought the, the switch to back to the two indoor shows shows that they were listening, um, which I, I respect and, uh, and I'm thankful that they've decided to do. But I, I still had to, you know... <sighs> change so there we go lonnie thoughts on it you've actually gone on a cruise so you can have a valid yeah. opinion. i mean good for good for them for listening to good for them for listening to the uh to the fans um but it, sh it shows that they are listening i guess at the end of the day that your voice isn't didn't go unheard when people were upset that the indoor shows were canceled so i think that's that's nice for the people that want to go and that are going and the Psycho Circus theme, I think, I think that's cool. You know, it's it's different. It's not just, you know, they've they've had different themes with with the creatures, with the dress to kill. Why not Psycho Circus? I think that's I think that's could be a fun idea and a fun theme um, for the cruise for four or five days, whatever it is. Um, it looks like they're going to a, a few different different sites along the way too. It doesn't look like you're gonna have too many full days on the boat to kind of keep things interesting for the people going to. So. And the other bands, Black and Blue, that's fun. And you know, looks like Bruce is gonna be back as well. So that's that's a great, you know, that's great as well. So, it, you know, for the people that are going, it sounds like it's gonna be a good time for them. You know, it's just a year and a half away, unfortunately, I guess. <laughs> yeah, one of the things we didn't get to talk about last week, Andrew, because obviously it was, you know, not a really good topic to mix in, was at the same time as, you know, Bob's passing was announced, Paul Stanley shared. Um, what he called the home station version of Ooh Baby Baby. You know, that, that's that been out a bit, and I'm sure you've listened to it five or six times by now, if not more. Um, <laughs> did, did you catch it, and what are your thoughts on that? Does that convert you to the, the project if you weren't too sure about what Paul was doing, or was it just a fun interlude, or does it do nothing for you? It was just something fun that you're like, hey, this is cool, this is different. I'm not a huge Soul Station fan, but uh, I think it's cool that Paul is doing something different, that he's clearly a huge fan of that type of music. So I, I thought it was cool. More power to him for doing something. I wish he would kind of do more stuff like that, where it was kind of off the cuff and just, hey, here I am, and let's just have some fun. You could tell he's really enjoying himself in, in these clips, in these little things that he does. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it's not my cup of tea here. I'll put it, I'll put it to you this way. If it's on and it's Paul Stanley's Soul Station, I'm not going to turn it off. But I'm also not going to wake up on a Thursday and be like, you know what I got to listen to? 
soul station i gotta i have to crank that so loud that the speakers in my car are gonna break no but i wake up every thursday and i'm like you know i gotta listen to rock and roll over so it's (laughs) it's just one it's one of those things that um i don't think it's going to become the gene simmons asshole in my collection kind of one of those things where i look at it and go "Ooh, this hasn't aged good um i don't think it's going to be that but I, I also don't think I'm going to enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Live to Win. Fair enough. Yeah, I know you're going to wait for the deluxe edition with the teaching demo, right? Play to the incorrect speed, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Ken, what are your thoughts I can't, on that? I can't wait. No, you've got a very broad taste in music. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I mean, it, it's, it's nice. I think it's good that you know, Paul Stanley found something else uh, you know, to sing that he likes to uh, sing or you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, but anyway, <laughs> uh, the thing is, I, I, I listened to it a couple of times, and I, the, the only thing, I think it's 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 good, but you know, he's, he's having to sing in this falsetto, obviously, for for this music, and I'm guessing probably most of it or all of it, if he sings it, it's going to have to be falsetto, uh, which you can't put much power behind when singing in, you know, as much power as in your full, you know regular voice um but the thing is you know it's good but i'm i'm biased towards older versions of that same song you know of course the Smokey robinson miracles and but my, you know my favorite was always linda ronstadt's version of that and which is just fantastic i mean i i, I grew up listening to that you know when she covered it and said i didn't even know it was a song uh, before that, when I originally listened to it, I thought that was her own song, you know, or she made it her own, which she, she usually did anyway. Um, but that's the my go-to version of the song. Um, this one was fine. It's cool. It's kind of a, you know, a live kind of feel. Um, I don't know if they somewhat pre-recorded or how they did it, but, um, you know, it was, it was good. It was good. But, uh, yeah, like Andrew said, I'm not going to wake up one day and say, oh, I got to go listen to that, you know song you know that soul station song it's, it's just not going to happen but i'll be interested in hearing uh other songs that they do and you know i'm sure i'll have an opinion on those too <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what i think ken what i think they did to record that because when you're doing like a lot of stuff like this like streaming there's a huge latency issue mm-hmm. and you, you just can't get around it so what i think they did is i think probably one person recorded it and then Starts they it. just yeah, and they just kept building on top of that. And then they probably played to a metronome, too. That's what I think. It makes sense. Yeah, click track. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's fun. I once kind of mockingly said, I don't need Paul Stanley to teach me about R&B. Um, and I still <laughs> have that opinion. Yeah. But it was fun. And at a time like this, that's mm-hmm. the only thing that counts. I thought they did a pretty good job of it. It looked like they were enjoying themselves, uh, mm-hmm. and they were giving us something of themselves. So, you know, it's a win-win yeah. from that perspective. And we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that kind of thing in it, uh, within my next question after Lonnie's had a chance to tell us how it's going to replace Revenge. As <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm really on par with what Andrew said, that, you know, if it's Paul Stanley and, and it comes across my phone or if, or if it comes across my, my YouTube, whatever, I'm not going to turn it off because it's it's Paul Stanley. I'm going to listen to it and I'll be interested in, in what he's putting out there. And, you know, when a Soul Station album does come out, you know, I'll I'll go pick it up like I pick up anything else that has a current or former Kiss member's name on it just because that's who I am. And but at the same time and, and I'll be interested to check it out. But at the same time. I'm not going to wake up and go, okay, it was time for my morning run. You know, nothing's going to get me more fired up than a little soul station this morning. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's not going to be the case. A walk. Yeah, yeah, a walk <laughs> to the bathroom. It's a short one. <laughs> yeah. So wait, hold on. So wait, so, so wait, so what, what are you guys, what are you guys looking forward to more? Uh, whatever soul station release comes out or Tommy Lee's new solo album. <laughs> I'm with you guys there. I'm with yeah, you guys yeah. there. I'm, you know, the, the silence was just shocked that you'd actually even asked that question and <laughs> used Tommy Lee as the, the 
the, the second choice. I mean, good God. I, I just to wanted songs. to hear what your reaction was going to be because um, he posted a video today where it was kind of him going over his inspiration to the record. And I, I, I like hearing the guy talk. And then he also posted a, um, a Q&A where he was behind the drums, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, he didn't mention Peter Chris as being his, his inspiration to picking up the drumsticks. And I remember him always saying Peter Chris before, so I was just waiting for that. But anyway, I, I just I wanted to get your opinion because, um, listen, that, those songs are garbage. Yeah, my, my response to those songs were his son must have hit him hard. And then I said <laughs> yeah. his son didn't hit him hard enough. Um, so, so there we go. Uh, well, Lonnie, I'm, I want to go back to you on like the first main question. We're, again, we're doing topics on the board today in general, and one of the topics that jumped out at me a couple of weeks ago was, uh, or actually it's only a week ago, um, Paul and Gene blew it. And the premise of the, the thread was that during quarantine, um, they didn't really jump on an opportunity to celebrate the brand. They Two missed huge opportunities, according to this poster, was... Um, them not doing one of these virtual performances like other bands have done, as we've recently seen with uh, the quarantine cover of Mr. Speed, which is absolutely fabulous, and we'll talk about that one shortly as well. Um, and call for his, call for the fans to submit our own quarantine covers to be featured on Kiss's web presence. So taking that a little bit more broadly, Lonnie, do you think Kiss has blown the opportunities that the last or past three months have presented them? Um, to do things with the fans. I, I, you know, I, I don't think to a certain extent, I think they have, I like, I like what like Metallica has done every Monday, um, putting out and, and streaming a, a different video every, every Monday, um, that reload show from 97 that they had, oh, I don't know if it was a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was, where they said they dusted off VHSs and, and got this for us. I'm like, man, that's, that like, I, mean, I graduated from high school in '97, and like to see something like that, it was just like, man, that's brings me back to being 18 years old watching that version of Metallica in that era. I was like, that is awesome. So you know, that's that's what I really wanted or was hoping to see from from Kiss during this time is to take a page from like what Metallica did. Guns N' Roses put out something, um, I guess it was three or four weeks ago. They put out four songs from Salt Lake City that were pro shot um and it was i thought I mean, there was some different discussions on some different guns and roses pages that people didn't like the way it was shot or didn't like this or didn't like that about it okay fine but at least they did something i mean guns and roses doesn't put out anything um and they put that out i mean we've we've heard forever that you know and, and you can take it with a grain of salt but we've heard forever that kissology 4 is almost done well you know whatever give us something Give, give us something that, you know, you're ner- you had to cancel the rest of the, the few remaining shows of the U.S. in the spring. You had to cancel South America. You had to cancel Europe. Now, you know, we're, we're canceling U.S. in late summer, fall. Well, you know, throw us a freaking bone kiss and, and put something out there. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be from from the end of the road tour. It can be, but it can be something from the re- it can be something from. Hot Revenge tour. Revenge tour, of course. Thank you. <laughs> it could be, you know, something from Hot in the Shade. It could be something from, from Crazy Nights, or you know, wow us with with something that you have that the collectors may have ne- maybe not not just the collectors maybe never seen, but maybe just the average fan has never seen before. That isn't just red. That isn't Cobo Hall seventy five. That isn't just readily available. Throw something out there. Wait, Cobo Hall what? Huh? I'm Cobo. 76. I'm sorry. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you are going to get people so upset now. They're going to think we've been talking about hoarded material before going on the air. Which which show that we are hoarding what, what are we going to drop? Name drop into tap. the show. <laughs> no, you get listen. Gina Paul didn't blew it because I released one last time. That's well, yeah. what you get. <laughs> There's and, Andrew's. Andrew saved us. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew saved no please Andrew, don't start Andrew that no that the backlash <laughs> on that no please no but they no, I, no. I think the point is is that they could have linked that on if, if they didn't want to do anything themselves they could have easily put on a link and you know said here check out what this fan has made you know if if you're waiting for the end of the road tour then check out what you've missed and what we're going to be bringing back on the road after all this is over 
or the quarantine cover with John Johnny Five and Charlie Bernate, you know, put that on the front page and say, you know, check this out. I think Paul started off really strongly with his yeah. songs and story stuff that he was doing. Gene's just being Gene on Twitter and everything. Uh, I haven't seen him do anything worth even mentioning. Um, but Paul was doing a great job. But then he seemed to start condensing it and just jamming it all in rather than just picking one song and just going with it, whether it was five minutes, 20 minutes or whatever. Um, so and I'm the coolest gonna... thing he did wasn't even his own. It was the... Uh, the, the um... The Rick Springfield thing, where he was uh, joking around with Rick Springfield, saying that, oh, yeah, you, what's that song, Jimmy's Girl, or whatever it is? I'm getting pretty good at a guitar. That was the best thing that Paul did the entire quarantine, was that little Rick Springfield video. Yeah, right, it was Rick Springfield? Until he mentioned uh, Steven Tyler. Oof. That was uh, the um, uh, the other guy. That, that was another did. one. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my thoughts is, yeah, I don't know if they blew something uh, or not, but yeah, I agree. They should have either be doing something, you know, maybe for the fans, try to do something. Um, yeah, they can release. A, maybe they're working on stuff right now. We don't even know about it that they're going to be releasing. Um, but as for the daily thing, like Paul started, like you said, Paul started. Listen, I, I'm I'm a huge uh, Neil Sedaka fan going way back, and he's he's 81 years old. And he's doing a mini concert of three songs a day, every day, Monday through each Monday through Friday. He gets out his piano and plays three songs from his history. And and I'm hearing songs that I've never heard him do live. I mean, I know the, them from albums that I have, you know, all the albums and, and things like that. He's doing hidden like nuggets that I haven't heard. I was like, holy crap, he's doing this. This is like my favorite song, you know. So. If a guy that's 81 years old can sit in front of a piano and still remember actually the music, he doesn't even he know he can remember all the music still without looking at the charts. He just needs help with the lyrics. So it's pretty amazing, first of all, that he's doing being you know been able to do that, but just doing it at, at his age and doing it, and he's doing it for for the fans and to make try to make everyone's day a little bit better because since everyone's holed up and everything that's going on um so why can't you know kiss or certain members of kiss try to do something even one day a week let alone five days a week well well you know i at this juncture i i i don't i don't think that i'm prepared to do something like this uh uh you know <laughs> <laughs> So you don't practice, right? <laughs> That's okay. bad. I, I mean, you've just mentioned Neil Sedaka, who I, I don't think I've ever heard anything by him. So um, one thing I have thoroughly enjoyed watching and hope to continue is the bass tutorials with John Taylor of Duran Duran going through Ooh. how those songs were written, breaking yeah, down um, what he was, where he was at as a learner and as an artist, how they shifted patterns around, how they, the, the writing of the song and just him jamming on bass. I mean, I had a bass for a while and, you know, I played God of Thunder and that was about it. Um, I'm Mr. Blackwell. But watching this guy, and this is the stuff that I love. This is what I was into before I was into Kiss, was Duran Duran. So that's really resonating with me tremendously. A bit like Ken, you're talking about a similar sort of um, experience with Neil Sadako's music. You know, Gene. I mean, for God's sake, acoustic guitar, camera phone, Twitter. Okay, here's a song off the vault. Uh, which you could buy at GeneSimmonsVault.com. <laughs> I think the, I think the site's still up, and that you can still actually buy it. Nice. Um, but they can't remember a lot, I don't think, about these things to be able to talk that way. But I think the bass stories. Oh my God, Gene, can you think of one song that you actually played bass on that you'd really like to tell someone about? Think of the Carol K video, the Carol mm. K bass lesson with Gene. Well, can't Gene do something like that to inspire a musician about when he learned something about his instruments or something that he was particularly proud of, just to talk about it? You know, here's the bass in Deuce, or I wrote this song on a bass, you know, something like that. But, you know, I, I, I just don't, I, I don't get it, because some of these artists are really filling a void for me. 
and I, I was shocked that I enjoyed that Duran Duran as much as I have as I while I still listen to them quite a lot um, you know I, I never cared about their music on that level so it's good mm. stuff mm. No, I know I, I, I agree I think someone like Tommy Thayer could probably do something really really insightful even though Tommy wasn't around obviously in the 70s but he could probably go into you know songs about that they wrote on hot in the shade or how he approached different songs or, or whatever. I mean, the guy's a fan just like us. So maybe he would have been like, Hey, this is how I learned the riff to hotter than hell or I don't know, just something cool. Sorry, I keep going on mute and I was snickering there because you said insightful, which can of course be taken <laughs> two way inciting a riot or an insightful opinion. Don't so, uh, with Tommy inside a riot, blame it on us. Yeah, so no, I think Tommy could do a, a great job of that. He knows the rules. Oh, absolutely. But he's also got a lot of great stories. I mean, I'd love to hear him connect stuff from the 70s catalog, Aerosmith or Kiss or Deep Purple or other bands that he listened to growing up with that, you know, inspired black and blue riffs or songs or talk about some of those black and blue songs that are on the vault, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, he mm. can tie it back to his own stuff quite easily. Mm. Um, let's talk about that Mr. Speed quarantine cover, because that was absolutely hilarious. I thought, number one, very, very well done. Lonnie, what was your take on it? No, I thought it was fantastic. It was, you know, it was a, a lot of fun. Great song. And, a, you know, good. It was, it was I'm, I have nothing bad to say about it, obviously. You know, I thought it was... You know, what sort of cover sure. out there by other bands who are doing similar sorts of things that you may have seen do you think would be fun You know, if they were to honor KISS? Who do you like to see throwing some accolades towards KISS uh, in a quarantine-type cover? Um... You know, I, 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 think what I, would, what, I think what I would really like to see, it's not possible, but I would wonder if there's some kind of footage out there it's not possible for a quarantine type cover, but when you talk about pay homage to Kiss, I I wish there was some kind of Stone Temple Pilots type footage with Scott Weiland um, paying tribute to Kiss, because you know they were big Kiss fans and like they dressed up as Kiss for Halloween one year back in when they were really popular in the early '90s. And I'm a big Stone Temple Pilots guy because of the era of that music and. Um, was always a big fan of, of Scott. So I really wish there was something out there like that. Um, as far as a quarantine type thing, tribute to to Kiss, you know, I wish there, you know, I guess, I don't know. You might have to, you might have to circle around and come back to me on that one. All right. Andrew? Uh, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this one. Um, probably Roberta. Um, okay. I'm actually I'm over all the the quarantine jam covers. I, I I'm over that. I think a lot of them sound. This is ex. I mean, they, they, I think a lot of them just sound rushed. And I I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to fill a void. And I just it, I I kind of roll my eyes a little bit when like every quarantine song is everybody you know making googly eyes or faces in front of the camera and peace signs and thumbs like I'm 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 over it. I I'm over that. I um I, I don't want to see any more quarantine covers. I don't want to see any more concerts from your living room unless it's something super insightful, as Ken mentioned or as you mentioned, Julian, about how they wrote the songs. Just show us some old cool stuff that we've never seen before. Um or or show us you know, the a lot of the, you know, social distancing um suggestions are being lifted at this point, but the restrictions being lifted. So just have the band show up and practice in a room and show us that. I don't care if the sound is perfect, but uh, I'm I'm really I I roll my eyes every time. It's like oh look you know you know Death Snot is doing another live video and all the guys are gonna kind of like you know dance in front of the camera and make googly faces. I'm I'm over that. I'm over it. I I can't take it. I can't take any more of it. I really can't. Uh, to Lonnie's point though, yes, I would love to see Stone Temple Pilots pay tribute to Kiss. I would love to see that. It's fantastic. I would. You, you've seen that with them all dressed up for. Halloween. I mean, I, I've seen. I've you've seen. seen the, you've seen those yeah. pictures anyway. At least, yeah, it's still of course. Fun, you know? I think there's. Is there a bootleg of it? I thought I saw a bootleg there of it. Probably is. Sure. I mean, I love Stone Temple Pilots, and I know that. I would. Huge I would love stuff. that. I would love that. I would love to see footage of other bands that played in the Kiss My Ass album. I thought that was cool. I would mm -hmm. love to see Lenny cutting Deuce. 
that would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you um, didn't enjoy Mr. Speed? Uh, for some reason, I have uh, some type of reservation about that song, and I I can't I can't just, I can't put my finger on it. But it's the one song I always skip over on Rock and Roll Over. Yeah, I I, th- I can hazard a guess. Ken. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great job uh, of doing Mr. Speed. I mean, the sound, uh, you know, it's pretty note for note. It's it was almost like I was listening to Rock and Roll Over. I guess uh, that's how how good it was that they you know they did it it was good i was like oh this is this is cool you know i mean it's nice that they did it i mean they're enjoying it they like obviously they like kiss of course and you know they're just kind of paying their tribute to it to kiss um as for uh, other artists singing uh or trying to do it you know do a song of kiss i i I thought about it. I mean, one song I thought it might be interesting would be like Alice Cooper doing Freak. Uh, just I thought I think it'd be interesting with his voice. Cool. I think that it's kind of would fit him and his you know the Alice Cooper person you know persona. Um, um, you know, and there's there's other ones I'm sure, but uh, I'm okay. With, you know, if it's done, <laughs> if they do these things tasteful and it's it's not you know. I guess not overdone. I guess you know what I mean, though, right, Ken? I mean, I, you guys have all seen uh, oh, yeah. every band over the sun has done it, and and it's it's become a caricature of itself, where the band is no longer playing, the band is trying to force this connection with the viewer, and and I really want to focus on the word force this connection by just I don't know, just being I, there's just something about it that just seems extremely forced, and I, and I understand what's going on now. I take nothing away from that, but I'm over it. Okay, so in other words, it's the perfect time for Kiss to do it since it's been done to death and they're late to, late <laughs> right. to the show. There is, and, and the exactly. band the bandwagon, you know, is basically moved on. And they'll hey, want to jump on this trend. They'll do it after the vaccine is available. Well, there there might be the Kiss branded vaccine. You know, you can come to the show. That's right. We'll give you the. We'll we'll get Doctor Inject you at the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ken, you actually touched on another topic that's been discussed, and that's uh, other artists who would, could, or should have nailed a Kiss song. And I, I, I think the Alice Cooper doing Freak is actually a very mm-hmm. good pick from really? that actual question. And you know, what would be very funny is if Alice Cooper did do Freak. And say he did it with Gaga and had a massive hit. Oh um, God! Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was going to mention that that was the rumor that she oh, yeah. was going to do that with yeah. with them. And listen, that would have made that would have made Monster a number one album, which is what they wanted. And it it might have it might have you know shot Kiss up a little bit more higher than they would have been on the you know ever growing totem pole of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, yeah, huge missed opportunity. She would have been perfect for that song. Yeah, she has got to do a rock album at some point with her pipes, with her voice. I if, agree. She get, if she can get the right material. I listened to her new album. I think I can't remember if I mentioned it on this show or another. Um, you know, when it came out, very impressed by by her continuing, you know, continuing to be impressed by her. So great artist. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Ken, your topic, you know, or the topic for you. It's not uh, my topic. Who are who are some of these other artists who could nail a Kiss song in your opinion? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of artists that could nail a Kiss song. It's just a matter of choosing the right Kiss song. Uh, even you know, Kiss itself is it, those songs are so unique to Kiss. Um, most of them, at least, especially the older ones, I had a I have a hard time picking one. Um, though you know what, I would have. You know how Rod Stewart always did this classic. He goes back and records other material, standards or songs from the 70s, something like that. But yeah, I wish he would have done or does maybe some point does actually do Hard Luck Woman. I would have <laughs> loved to hear him yeah. actually really do it. You know, oh, yeah. uh, that was what Paul envisioned. I'd love to hear it and see how it turns out. More of a curiosity thing. I mean, obviously the same. You know kind of voice as you know the, the raspy peter voice and rod steer voice whatever you want to call it kind of in the same 
boat there um, with rags. But anyway, um, uh, I, you know, otherwise, I, I don't know. Another song, I, I think I wrote down something. You know, they talked about um, you know, the Kiss My Ass album, uh, some of the other artists that, you know, for whatever, you know, contract reasons, you know, comp- record companies and that kind of thing. Uh, I, you know, Madonna, I was made for loving you. She was supposed to do that. I, I would like to hear her do that still. Uh, so there's certain songs that would work. There's some like hard rock songs. I just can't see anybody else doing for with Kiss, but that's just me. Yeah, fair enough. I'd love to see Foreigner do Reason to Live. Oh, oh that would be cool. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of Foreigner, I did... That was a concert I watched last night, and it was the... Just <laughs> it's kind of off top in a way, but it's the Foreigner 40th. I bought that 40th uh, then and now anniversary um, where they have the the new the band current lineup and then later in that uh, in the set they have the, all the originals and this is all in one concert and it's it's fantastic if you like foreigner I think you should you know check it out and get it yeah I was just jokingly saying that because uh, of course people didn't suggest <laughs> that kiss had ripped off foreigner with reason to live but they could do it you know some of the yeah. some of the songs that have obviously been clear inspirations from other bands i'd love to see those other bands actually do i mean <laughs> it, steven tyler and aerosmith doing nothing can keep me from you would probably be uh <laughs> <laughs> might be better no, but, yeah, i'm sure it would no, be better uh, please i'm begging <laughs> it might make it better <laughs> all right uh, so what are, what are some of your ideas then uh, I want to hear Free do Hotter Than Hell. Oh, wait, they did. It's called oh. All Right Now. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I kind of always I kind of always envision like Motley Crue being interchangeable with some Kiss songs to the point where I, I almost think that Shout of the Devil, the song, could be a Kiss song. And I, you know, hearing Gene kind of sing it. Uh, but I think a lot of the songs on Creatures, like War Machine and even the, the title track, Creatures of the Night, could have been done by, by Motley Crue think those those eras of those bands they they sync up really well together so i would think that that would be cool i mean that's a band that was supposed to be getting ready to go out on tour and you know obviously that didn't happen but uh you know motley crew would be one of the ones i'd want to hear there's a great new band called dirty honey i would love to hear them do uh come on and love me that would be great so if you don't have that dirty honey ep i highly recommend it it is awesome um, but I mean, you know, uh, unfortunately I listen to a lot of kiss and I wish I listened to more. Okay. Well, there's, there's another band that I like called, um, they're from Toronto, Canada. They're, they're called the tea party really big in Canada. No one cares about them here in the United States. Um, I love, I love some of their records. It's really industrial sounding and really, really cool sounding. Uh, I think they would do justice to some of the underproduced unmasked songs. I would love to hear them do Is That You or, or Shandy or even redo Naked City. So uh, check out the Tea Party. Their 1997 album, Transmission, is awesome. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of... I listen to a lot of weird music, too. I listen to a lot of European music, a lot of um, instrumental music. And, uh, you know, one of the, the channels I listen to most at work is called Chill Wave, where it's kind of just like instrumental chill music. I don't even know why I like it, but I do. So, um, but, uh, I, you can't have the Beatles do kiss. So that's the other big band I listen to. Yeah. Another one of these quarantine videos recently actually was, uh, Steve Vai. Did did anyone see that? I mean, he challenged himself on his birthday to play without a pick to play stuff completely out of his wheelhouse and stuff. So that was really fun, but that's just a quarantine question. We all, we all forgot to mention the, the, greatest american rock band of all time we forgot to mention cheap trick cheap trick should should cover got to choose that'd be a cool song i think that they can do hmm interesting lonnie what what are some of your ideas here i'd like to see uh buck cherry do shock me oh wait they They already did (laughs) (laughs) but um and and seriously i'd like to see oh there's a band i like called from kentucky called um you guys have probably heard of them called blackstone cherry and I'd like to see them do like 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 um like hard look woman or something like that. He's got a really good raspy voice, and I think that could be um really good. And 
you know, or maybe come on and love me or something like that even too. I really like them. And I think um, they're great musicians. I think they could, they could really cover a kiss song well, but to echo what Ken was saying too, I'd really like to see, I remember when kiss my ass was coming out and all the bands that were rumored to be on it, I would really like to have seen that be what it could have been like, like Jackal doing, I love it loud or like ugly kid Joe or Megadeth, either one of them doing Detroit rock city, like they were supposed to do. Um, Cause like when I got kissed my ass, I was like, well, where's the rest that there were supposed to be all these other <laughs> bands on it. And I, I thought like Matt Storm and Gilby Clark were doing a song that's not on here either. What is there? A, you know, is there, is there, I, I was really confused when I bought it. So I would really like to have seen, you know, that be what it was. And, and, and the Madonna thing too, like Ken said, and I think it, but I, obviously it's, you know, life and contracts and everything else gets in the way of things being as cool as it could be sometimes. But, but, um, I don't know. That's that's really my my big thing. Is I wish because I was really into what that album could have been, and was severely disappointed when I got it. Just just kind of going off of what you said, um, Garth Brooks just announced today that he's doing a, a drive-in movie theater concert, and someone said it was like a hundred bucks a car or something. I, I don't I know, saw, but yeah, yeah but um, maybe he'll do Hard Luck Woman. Yeah, he kept doing those things like on like on Twitter or whatever it was, and I was like, I keep like I kept like tweeting at him hard luck woman hard luck woman you know it obviously it didn't happen you got banned huh blocked again banned yeah, again, <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah what was one i saw on facebook uh brian adams doing war machine mm. oh, that was that was fun but he was taking the piss out of it so all right unless anyone has any more suggestions i think we can wrap there um you know light-hearted yeah, we'll episode full of i actually have a meeting so i don't have a choice uh, to bring this episode to a close. So that's just a selection of topics from the board. You know, what are your ideas about the quarantine? Have Gene and Paul blown it? I mean, come on, guys. Be thankful for what you have received, not that which you have not. Um, well, they're, they're giving us back the shirt, the fuck you, you blew it shirt from 1994. Oh, <laughs> oh, indeed. Uh, are you happy with the Kiss Cruise changes? Um, I hope to do an episode about JR with some people who have you know, interacted with him over the years, but my interactions with him were all uh, about the book and so all, all business. So there we go. All right, that's it for this week. We shall see you next time. So from Lonnie, from Ken, Andrew, and myself, thank you for joining us and take care of yourselves. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.